Welcome to Game at Two! Yeah, what is going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington, here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got the Game That Tune champion, Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. What's going on, everybody? This is going to be a fantastic episode. I'm so glad we're back. Game That Tune in the house for episode 241, fellas. And man, oh man, we got a great show coming up for you guys tonight. What we're going to do is listen to, listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode, plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week, uh, it looked like he had some bitter beer face there. It's David Fleming. David's going to explain his theme for this week's episode. Uh, so this week's episode's theme is a theme that we have done before. We're revisiting because every once in a while we want to shed the fun of Game That Tune and get into the dark, seedy underbelly. Uh, the theme is Hate That Tune. Hell yeah, motherfucker. It's time. Let's get mean with it. Vicious, nasty. Talking about games we hate. It's, uh, what, you know, I mean, what a perfect theme for these times we're living in, baby. Thank you for taking our normally very positive show and automatically putting it in a negative light. My man! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, Johnny, guys, we gotta redo the My Man sound. We're gonna, we're gonna need the Snyder cut of the My Man sound pretty soon. <laughs> oh shit, you're right. Yeah, the My Man sound's gonna be like eight times as long. Yeah, and he's probably not gonna say My Man. He's probably gonna express some fucking ennui or like, uh, you know, I don't know, like disdain for humanity or some shit i i don't want to i'm not gonna spoil too many things but he does still say my man in the snyder cut no kid yeah like it's it's going to be aquaman saying my man but all in black and white (laughs) i mean of course and in slow-mo yeah clearly which you know is a confusing thing because i mean when the flash moves everything moves in slow-mo but then a bunch of other stuff in that movie also moves in slow-mo so like is the flash moving the whole movie i uh let's save it let's save it for the inevitable snyder cut commentary tomorrow night is movie night could we be doing the snyder cut as an april fool's joke could we have tricked all of you into watching aladdin return of jafar for movie night and instead we're going to spend four hours watching the snyder cut it could happen I honestly hope the Snyder Cut is not tomorrow night, because I don't have the energy. We're going to do at least one hour of the Snyder Cut tomorrow night on movie night. But anyway, yeah, so... One random uh, hour. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. We're going to choose one of the four hours and watch it. Context-free. Hopefully it's the one that contains my man. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, it's going to be a hateful episode tonight. It's nice that we don't really use a whole lot of the show and our energy to focus on things we dislike. It comes up from time to time. You know, we got bad things to say about things that, you know, that's how it goes. But, you know, I feel like since David announced that theme, I really was doing like a kind of a moral inventory on myself. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of things I like outright hate these days. So 
yeah, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. Maybe, maybe we're all feeling a little less hateful these days, but maybe we can still get a, get a good show out of it. So we got five hateful games, uh, we got a fantastic fan request, and, uh, let's just get into it, man. Johnny, let's, uh, let's kick this thing off. What do we got for game one? Game one. Right, guys so this version of the game has a lot of changes from the original edition such as uh all horizontal springs are now upside down and um the game experiences significant lag and frame rate changes how can something horizontal be upside down <laughs> Thank you. 
Got some answers. Okay, let's see here. So Jesse says Sonic the Hedgehog with and uh I'm good I'll give it to him. So- John says Sonic on Game Boy Advance and David says Sonic the Hedgehog for blank. I'll count all this as a as a win. This is Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Boy Advance. Officially titled Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis, this is possibly the worst port of Sonic what? the Hedgehog that's ever been done. It, I mean that, this is like a double hate that tune because that that music was fucking awful. <laughs> like that was the well, worst. Yeah, so that can't wait to add was... this to GTT Radio. <laughs> that was the initial clue. Is like, okay, so this is just Sonic One's music, but it's got that distinct Game Boy Advance hiss, like. <laughs> This, um, it's not so good. <laughs> yeah. So, Ooh. it's, yeah, and, and and of course, I famously really don't like Sonic 1, so not only is right. it Sonic 1, it's like a really bad version of Sonic 1, so it's double the hate. Johnny, do you remember the theme of the episode on which you originally selected <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog? I believe it was Hate That Tune. <laughs> it was Hate That Tune. You've, you've kind of double dipped on this one, Johnny. <laughs> Um, Although, I do recall, um, at least if I remember correctly, Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis was an improved version, because they added, like, the spin dash, didn't they? They did. They added, so there's two modes you can play the game in, original mode and anniversary mode. It, this is already kind of stupid, because anniversary mode just means you can use the spin dash, right? So, what? Like, that really could have just been, there's an option menu. So, like, why can't that just be on the option menu? You just turn on spin. No, you gotta, gotta change modes. Nope, to whole different mode. Yep. It's got, it's like a save feature where as you beat levels, you know, you can, it'll remember that you've beat, you've, that you've started a level and you can restart from that level, like, later. Which, that's kind of nice. But it doesn't record if you saved any Chaos Emeralds. So... <laughs> that's kind of important. So- so it remembers well, that you defeated like a boss, but not if you've 
collected an important collectible? Well, here's the thing. You gotta remember in Sonic 1, they didn't have Super Sonic. You just got a better ending when you beat the game. Oh, and yeah. it turns out that getting the Chaos Emeralds probably doesn't matter because does, this doesn't have the better ending if you get all the Chaos Emeralds. It just has the normal oh. ending. So there's there's no point. There's no point in getting the Chaos Emeralds. Oh, I like Johnny. the fact that they said that we're going to incorporate elements from like Sonic 2 and Sonic 3, such as the Spin Dash. But if you collect all of the Chaos Emeralds, we're not going to add Super Sonic. Nope. And then... And then it's got the, a horrible case of screen crunch. Like, instead of just making the sprites smaller and losing some detail and keeping more of the visible, like, play area, they're all, like, their original size, but on a Game Boy Advance screen. So you see, like, half of what you would normally see on, like, an actual TV. So, you know, you're just making that these good. blind jumps and hoping for the best. And then all of that would be fairly forgivable if you said, like, okay, well, the Game Boy Advance screen's kind of small, you know... And okay, yeah. That's uh, what I did say about the Game Boy Advance screen. It's famously small. And, and like, oh, the music kind of sucks, or whatever. But then, like, the physics are all broken. And like, not oh, like. Oh, no! <laughs> this isn't like right click export to Game Boy Advance. This is like they rewrote it from scratch. And it's got these all these problems. Like, if you jump <laughs> next to a platform, like, so it's like you got, like, so, let's say you're standing next to a rock and you jump up next to the rock. You'll then suddenly just shoot forward across the top of the rock without you actually doing anything. Like you just kind oh, of dope. you just move forward on your own. Um, it sounds great. As you're running, can't lead to any problems whatsoever. As you're running, your speed changes constantly. <laughs> like you're caught. It's like, it's like a weird shutter. Um. Oh god, what else? Oh yeah, like in Sonic, if you in Sonic One, if you jump into a slope and hold down, you're supposed to roll a ball and roll down the slope. Not in this game. If you jump no. into a slope and hold down, you just stop and duck on the slope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as you're describing all of this, I, I have to be honest. The speed of your character and the jumping physics, I mean, those aren't really important for a 2D platformer, right? Right. No, not like, at all important for Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yes, it's not at all. not one as famously loosely designed as Sonic the Hedgehog. Like you, you don't have to do anything precision at any point in that game. And um, like <laughs> it's and the whole the whole you can't see anything and your speed is crazy and the the frame rate changes constantly. It constantly lags, especially like when there's more than say two sprites on the screen. Um, and God forbid. <laughs> God forbid Boy. when you're lapper zone and underwater, then it's like Sonic already slows down just because he's underwater. Oh, no, yeah. And then right. it slows down with his more sprites. So next it's so like lapper zone's like a half hour slog. <laughs> but then there's there's problems there's problems with like you're underwater and when the drowning music starts playing, you're supposed to have five seconds. But it's also it is, it's lagging. Well it's lagging. And that would be fine if the five seconds expanded with the lag. No, it's still like five real seconds. So, oh no! So the, the countdown starts and you have five real life seconds, but you're moving so fucking slow. <laughs> I hate this game. <laughs> yeah, wow, John. Yeah, I don't. I I really hate this game too. This is like, it's a fucking awful. Game. <laughs> it's so bad. I think maybe the problem is just the Game Boy Advance didn't have blast processing. That's so true. So they couldn't handle it. Yeah. So, here's the other thing that's, that I found amazing is, um, guess when this game came out? 
I mean, I would like guess that it sounds like a Game Boy Advance launch-ish title. Like, but I'm, I think I might be thinking of like, wasn't there Sonic Advance? Is it, so? This is not Sonic Advance, right? No, no, no. This is the port of Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis. It's uh, this came out in two thousand six. And I Jesus, because the Game Boy Advance <laughs> came out like 2001. I believe it did. It'll Nintendo, be on GTT Gems soon. <laughs> I believe right. the Nintendo DS launched in 2004. <laughs> like, like Something like that. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, if if you said it was 2006, and they're like, "Well, Sonic 2006 on Xbox Xbox was really great, so uh, let's make this one just as great." <laughs> yeah, this came out Good on the same God. day as Sonic 06 on Xbox. Dude, Apparently, 06 was just not, was just Sonic's, not year. Sonic's year. <laughs> His 15th anniversary was rough. That poor guy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Wow. Sonic had a <laughs> shitty quinceanera. So this, this is the other Sonic 06? Like, <laughs> episode uh, title. God. I just... I'm baffled, man. Like, Wow. There's so, so it's, much it, wrong. It's almost like this got swept under the rug by the other Sonic 06. Like, <laughs> that one ca came out and was so famously bad that no one noticed that they also dropped one on... Game Boy Advance two years after the DS launched. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, who was asking for this? Like, and then, like, yeah. and I would be, I, you know, like, it's not like it would make sense as a 10 year anniversary release for the launch of the Game Boy Advance, but a 15 year anniversary release for the death of the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Like, Sonic just showed up to the Game Boy Advance's funeral and. <laughs> Shug bad frames all over the place? <laughs> it's weird because, like, my personal favorite Zelda game is Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance. Yes! And and it Top came three. out... It came out, like, three or four months after the DS launched. And everyone was like, why did they put this on the Game Boy Advance? It should have been a DS title. The fact that this game came out two years after the DS launched, like... Honestly, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, no, Minish Cap, that's excusable. Same year, same several months. You know, like, you don't have to have updated that for a new system, but like, yeah. No, this is insane. Like, yeah. what fucking insane Sega developer was like, yeah, oh, oh. You know, we should drop it on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, I'll tell right? you what insane Sega developer said that. Sonic Team. This was developed <laughs> by Sonic Team, the premier Sonic development house. Fucked up uh, everything. <laughs> like, the physics, the views, like... Like, you, uh, one of the guys that did the Sonic... Ma that did Sonic Mania, Stealth, he did his own port of Sonic 1 to Game Boy Advance about a year after this, and it's perfect. <laughs> like, and he did that on his own. <laughs> like, just by himself. Wow. Just a dude. Wow. Developed by Sonic Team. This is not developed by some third-party company and Sonic just and Sega just published it. No, Sega made this. This steam See, that, pile yeah, of shit. That's the other thing I was about to be like, hey, well, you know, like just dropping a dropping a ROM on the Game Boy Advance. But no, you said they had like rebuild shit and like redo shit. Like, no, Sonic Team. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, you're it's in your name. Shouldn't you have pride in what you're doing? Like And it just it just I honestly Oh, go ahead. I feel... I was gonna say, I feel like Sonic Team is, like, 
Seth MacFarlane with Family Guy in that he's intentionally <laughs> trying to make it as bad as possible so he can just quit and do other things. But what else would Sonic Team do? Knights? Billy yeah, Hatcher? Exactly. <laughs> They've no, been trying to make knights for all these years. No, because uh, Yuji Naki just made uh, Balan Wonderland, which was supposed to be like a weird knights kind of game. Ooh, yeah. Oh that's... man, I can't wait to play that Wonder World. That's you know that sounds like my fucking kind of game, baby. Johnny, are you gonna play Balan Wonder World? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, like seriously, have you seen what no, the fuck is going I have on no with idea that? What that is? Oh, Johnny, it's... you gotta look it up. It's a spiritual successor to Knights, and it's just watch a playthrough of the demo. Apparently, like, it's bad. It's got a dope it, soundtrack. It plays just like a Sega Saturn game, yep. which is perfect in 2021. <laughs> I saw somebody on I'm, Twitter, I, you know, I can't give proper credit, but they said that Balan Wonderworld is like if Tim and Eric remade Super Mario 64. Oh, and I'm like, <laughs> count me in, baby! Well, no, Sounds great! <laughs> now <laughs> I want to play it. Fuck! Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I, was, I was actually, I was watching a review for it, and somebody was talking about, because the game only uses one button. You just have one button proof. to jump. Um... <laughs> But if you get, like, a special costume that gives you an attack, the attack becomes your one button. So if you're ah. in that costume and you're trying to, like, get over a ledge to collect something, you can't. Because you no longer have a jump button. That is some Sonic uh, the Hedgehog Genesis kind of shit right there. That's good shit, man. <laughs> I, I think my favorite thing cool. about Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis is... I'm going to play a quick little bit of music here. The title screen. We already heard it, John. It sucks. The title. Well, you start the game. You get the Sonic Team logo. It's beautiful. And then, bidding, get, bidding, 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 bidding. And then you get to the title screen. And I've, no! I've, I've never heard a single 10 second clip just set the tone so well for what you're going to get out of this fucking game. <laughs> I'd much John, rather they hear tried, the, okay? the, the Master System version is probably way better. <laughs> Someone, they, they had to do it out of the side of their mouth and then compress it for the Game Boy Advance, John. <laughs> Wait, no, that sounds better. Sorry. Um, well, it's because you haven't compressed it enough. Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna, God, we're gonna release this whole episode with Game Boy Advance compression just to see how this goes. Oh but, God, uh, no! Just hiss, nothing but hiss, baby. Oh man, Johnny, uh, excellent pick to start the show. <laughs> Jesus, really? I feel like you should have closed the show now, Johnny. You yeah, I'm worried you set the bar too high with the with the worthwhile and like righteous hatred. <laughs> what I want to know is. How does the spin dash impact this game? It's basically unusable because the the screen crunch <laughs> slash bad frame rate slash bad physics means you're not playing this game fast. You're taking your sweet time and being really careful. So this, that spin dash just doesn't work because you might like the physics are all wrong. Not they're not as wrong. They're bad. You can clip through floors like easily. <laughs> like I, I saw a video of somebody playing it. And there's a scene where you just 
He just walked left and fell through the floor. <laughs> like, he wasn't... Of all the things, I thought you were going to say you could clip through. I was not expecting you to say the floors. <laughs> like, oh, no! That's because in, in Sonic the Hedgehog on Game Boy Advance, he's moving so fast, he's like the Flash. He just passes through solid objects. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He's, it's a dimensional phasing thing. That's what Sonic's been doing. Oh, God, John. Yeah, this, uh... This is great. This really set the tone for the night. Man. We got guys. We got a lot of hate to live up to here. Oh, I'm I'm prepared. All right, good. <laughs> Game two.
um, if you hit your opponent into the movie sign in one of these stages enough times, the letters will spell out FINISH HIM. This is a reference to the Mortal Kombat series. Okay, um, Johnny, stop looking up the answer. Who has <laughs> their guesses ready? Uh, Johnny hit that hat trick button. Everyone has the correct answer of Injustice 2. Fascinating pick. Yeah, what a surprise. Shocking, even, from David. Well, you know, this game, I will get to this, but this game has kind of come up again. Uh, and that's part of why I hate this game, because it won't let me ignore it. Um, <laughs> fuck the Injustice series. Let me start <laughs> off by saying. Wow. Um, I have one question. Was, on the last Hate That Tune, did you use Injustice 1? I... I don't know if it was the last one, but I've definitely used Injustice on a Hate That Tune theme. It was the very first one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. David, pop quiz. When did you use you know, the first Injustice? Uh, how many episodes ago was that? <laughs> uh, I feel like it was the first to Hate That Tune, and I'm going to take a shot in the dark. Game That Tune, episode 54. Ooh, a little late. It was Game That Tune 37, so it's been 204 episodes. 37? <laughs> uh, yep. In a row? In a row. <laughs> uh, I try not to record any more podcasts. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, get back here. <laughs> um, so, Johnny has chosen another version of the game that he chose in episode 37. David has chosen the sequel to the game that he chose in episode 37. We really should coordinate better. We could have all done just a new version of Game That Tune episode 37, except except Jesse, because 
mercifully, there was no follow-up to Quest 64. No. Um, Quest 64? Unless, Jesse, unless your forthcoming pick is the sequel to Quest 64. No, fortunately not. But I um, guarantee it's something. God, you guys, we could have done this. Yeah, that would have ah. been a great fucking sequel episode. 204 episodes later, we're talking about the sequel to Quest 64, <laughs> another game from the developers of Captain Novolin, <laughs> and, you know, my... I don't know, next Simpsons game down the list that I hate. Oh my like, god, we Captain could... Novolin. Yeah, oh, those were the days, boys. Captain Novolin. <laughs> the diabetes <laughs> game. We busted out Captain Novolin in the first 37 episodes of the show. Anyway, uh, history aside, David hates injustice. <laughs> and I really in five do. years, nothing has changed. <laughs> well, and what bothers me is because... He's been a grinding of... this axe for five fucking years, people. Can I can I oh. ask one thing quickly? Do you hate it based on like the story and the lore, or yes. the fighting itself? So it's funny that you bring that up because yes, okay, um, <laughs> very much so. Well, because a a lot of the issue, and this is what makes me hate this game so much, is because a lot of the issues I had with the first Injustice have been solved in Injustice 2. Because um, oh. one of the things that I disliked about the first Injustice game was like, there was a huge emphasis on the Batman series. Um, a lot of the um, fighting was kind of stiff. Um, you, like, that were... I really disliked the story. Um because, you know, Superman goes rogue, and we've seen that a lot. Um, but David, what if there were gods among us? Yeah, I know, right? Hmm. Um, Is this Among I, Us? I love that song. No, you're thinking of, um... Fuck, I can't think of her name, so this joke is going nowhere. Um, <laughs> Superman's a little sus. <laughs> what if this game... Among us? This game fixes a lot of stuff, <laughs> because the, the cast of this game pulls from more of the DC universe because uh, like the first game had like Batgirl and Robin and Nightwing and like just it was like half Batman and whatnot. This game has Blue Beetle, Gorilla Grodd, fucking mm. Swamp Thing like okay. Swamp Thing? I know right? It's like okay Captain you're making Cole. like a full DC fighting game. I'm into that. And then it added some guest characters through DLC, which I will get to later. Um, the best characters, right? <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, I want to play this game. They added microtransactions and loot boxes to a fighting game. It's like, no! Well, every that's... game is done. Yeah, that doesn't make it okay, though. You're not allowed to hate it, David. <laughs> no, no, everybody it. does it. <laughs> no, you can hate it. I'm just, you know... Well, and that's one of the things is like, this game really does feel like a monkey paw wish because they made a DC fighting game where you could customize and adjust your character to fit your playstyle. They have guest characters. You can play as Sub-Zero and Raiden. You can play as Hellboy. You can play as the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. And then they said like, hey... Let's make the shittiest version of this possible. They added, like I said, loot boxes and microtransactions because every character gets armor and gear that alters them. 
Um, but you have to pay additional money to that. There's a, a mode in this game called the Multiverse, where you get to, like, basically do special matches against characters in order to unlock these stuff. It's really a single-player mode, but you have to be online in order to access it. It's well, like, well that. then... Like, what? It's just, it's infuriating, because I want to love this game, and I... I just, I can't bring myself to do it. It's like they made the version of the game that you wanted to play, but then additionally just added a bunch of infuriating things, like, you know, in like behind the scenes that make it less desirable to play. Yeah, microtransactions and DLC kind of fucking suck and can suck some of the fun out of a fighting game. Fucking having to be always online to play a single-player mode, that, you know, sucks and it's annoying. Like, yeah. and doesn't seem like they really did much to fix the story. <laughs> it seems like it's, no, still a lot of and it's still a lot of power armor and shit. But like it, they they added more there's a you can fight as a giant gorilla. I mean like you know, they, they were trying, David. They really wanted you to buy this one. <laughs> like when you say a monkey paws wish, are you talking about gorilla grog, you know, pulling one out? I mean, not exactly, because he's an ape, not a monkey. That's true. Oh. If they, if they oh. added... Hey, the guy from the Super Friends. What's his name? Uh, Gleek. Gleek. So what if Gleek Oh my was god, if game, Gleek was in this game, and he could I would legit off. buy it. They <laughs> got downloadable Gleek. <laughs> uh, man. Um, and it's just because, yeah, like, no, It just seems like they has... tried to get you back on board, David, and there's a lot to like. I'm just looking at the list of characters. He plays Black Manta! I love Black Manta! No, he's cool. And the game, like, they they keep having good ideas because they have premium skins for, like, costumes. Because right. um, you can obviously change different costumes for your characters. But they have skins where you can change your character. It changes, like, the voice and it changes some of the animations. But it doesn't change, like, how you play. So Captain Cold is in the game. But it, with a premium skin, you can play as Mr. Freeze. They oh. have, like, Supergirl and Power Girl. You can play as Black Lightning in place of Raiden. Like, that's a really cool idea. But then, again, if you want to upgrade your character with gear, you gotta go with loot boxes. <clears throat> and so it is loot boxes. It's all, like, gotcha shit. It's not you just pay a fee and upgrade your shit. Well, can you use yeah, exactly. in-game currency? It's all randomized. Oh, yeah. Can you use in-game currency? You can use in-game currency to, like, level up your character, but to acquire specific gear, I don't think you can buy that. Oh, like, damn. you have to randomly unlock it. That sucks. And, again, like, the story mode of this game, it, it carries over directly from the story of Injustice 1. So, like, Superman, you know... Superman, truth, justice in the American way. He starts off in prison and you have to like break him out of prison in order to use. Like, why is Superman in prison? That's the no. question we were asking the whole time we were watching Ricky. Oh, <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> What's he doing here? <laughs> I mean, he did try to uh, kill Batman because Ronald Reagan told him to. So. Hmm. 
Yeah, but that's in the Dark Knight Returns, which I think is technically an Elseworlds comic now. Oh, oh trust me, it's the next is it, movie. Is it Injustice an Elseworld? Well, and that's that's one of the things that bothers me, is because the first Injustice game really pissed me off, and then, you know, it kind of petered off, and I forgot about it, and I was fine. And this game came out, and then it had the loot box shit, and all of the game aspects. I was like, oh, that's infuriating. And I tried to forget about it. And then the DLC came out where they're like, hey, we're going to add Hellboy and the Ninja Turtles. Like, fuck. And now... now it, real quick, Dave, is it Ron Perlman Hellboy or is it David Harbour Hellboy? It's actually... They did a really good job with Hellboy because it's like comic accurate Hellboy. Ooh. It's not Ron Perlman, but he sounds like Ron Perlman. And the way that he's, like, shaded within the game's graphics, he looks like a Mike Magnolia drawing. Like, he looks incredible. Cool. Um, And the DLC came out. It's like, I don't want to like this game, whatever. And, like, I tried to push it off. And then it kind of petered out. And then the Snyder Cut came out. And (laughs) it's, it's recent that I got mad at this game because I was on the Twitter talking about why I dislike this game or why I dislike the Snyder Cut. And I actually got somebody commenting like, oh, well, you know, the Snyder Cut explores deep philosophical things, you know, like injustice. No. I just. That's when you just fucking like mute that conversation. Like, it's just not happening. It's yeah. Yeah, I'm out. It's like, yeah. I think I, I fucking mentioned something about the Snyder Cut on Twitter recently where it was like, yeah, you know, some fucking guy says that the Snyder Cut is the best, like, uh, you know, it's like the best DC movie since The Dark Knight Rises. I'm like, that disqualifies your opinion. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie's yeah, not very good. Yeah, so, like, you know, if that's your measuring stick, I don't want to have a conversation. Oh, no, guys. <laughs> Green Lantern was pretty fucking great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't bring him Green Lantern, David. So, so, real talk, I've never seen Green Lantern. <laughs> We're doing it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next, next time. So, peek behind the curtains. Next time, it's my choice to pick a yeah. movie. The theme is going to be superhero, and Green Lantern is on there. And if you want to watch me suffer, vote for Green Lantern. Oh hell yeah! Cool. I support that. Yeah. Um, oh, God, that fucking movie. So right. the only thing that I will say that I'm aware of about Injustice 2, I, you know, I haven't played the game. I thought about playing it because it, you know, it seemed like they were going to try and, you know, really right the ship and have a lot of fun, you know, more expansive DC comic stuff. Let me see if I can win you over with this one. David, have you seen all the characters' super moves? Do you know what the Flash's super move is in this game? I will say the Flash has one of the greatest supers, like in it's all. It's so good. It's so good. Johnny, do you have any idea what we're talking about? He runs really fast. That's what he does. Yeah, I mean, but what happens when he yes. runs really fast? He breaks the sound barrier and does a sonic boom. Even better job. Uh, so it's he called you know, the let's Speed say Force. So it's like Flash versus Batman. He he spins Batman around super fast, then grabs him, runs. So fast that he goes backwards through time, slams him into the Sphinx, <laughs> breaks the nose off the Sphinx, runs through another oh. time hole, slams him into a dinosaur, slams him into a goddamn T-Rex, oh and my then God. runs again through another time hole and slams him 
into himself right before the super move started. <laughs> That's beautiful. The flash is it's so cool. dope. It's one of the coolest things I've ever yeah. seen. And it almost, <laughs> for me, as a non-DC fan, almost fully redeems this game. Like, it's so fucking silly. I love it. Man, it <laughs> well, and the best part, too, is when he slams him into the T-Rex... The T-Rex is, like, eating another dinosaur and kind of looks up like, what the fuck? Hey, what the fuck was that? You just hit me with Batman? (laughs) Come on! And it's free Like, Barry Allen's done that to him a number of times. (laughs) Just imagine that poor T-Rex that he just keeps on getting hit with the flesh and super move every time he tries to eat something. Oh, not again. He just sits down to eat another dinosaur. Oh, he got hit with Bane this time. Son of a bitch! (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, there's wait, real about quick, real quick, John. You said, John, you said he sits down to eat another dinosaur, and for the podcast viewers, you mind holding utensils in your hands? Yes, John. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's how T Rex eat they other animals arms. with. Yeah, got to cut them into small pieces, John. <laughs> and that's. That's what makes me hate this game. Like, a solid 50% of this game is so good, and 50% of it is so bad. Like, I just, I wanted it to be 100% good, and it couldn't do it. But David, so that's a great improvement over the first Injustice, so maybe by Injustice 3, you won't hate it? Fingers crossed, man. See in 204 more episodes, maybe you'll finally uh, finally have a DC fighting game that you love. It'll still be on the Mortal Kombat fighting engine, so realistically, no, you won't, but (laughs) maybe. They'll add crypto. Okay, I would would buy a copy of Injustice 3 if crypto was in the game. But... Like, fuck yeah, you had me sold. But turns out he's the one that killed uh, Batman's mother and father. You know what? I don't care. If I can play as Crypto, I'm sold. Oh, here's right, the David, I got one more crypto. pitch for you. How about, oh, hi. Uh, how about this? Zack Snyder's Injustice 3. Game 3.
<laughs> it comes right back up again. All right. Um, so the Super NES and Genesis versions of this game are very similar. Uh, the PC version, though, um, is is also pretty is pretty close. However, uh, the main characters appear in their movie attire, and there's also loading screens. <laughs> And uh, the Game Boy and Game Gear versions do away with a majority of the puzzle solving. Just in time, Johnny. 
Alright, so... So, right. and riddle me this, up. what have you written? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, John says Adam's family values, incorrect. Um, David drew, uh, they're great, it's uh, Tony the Penis Tiger. And uh, Johnny, with the correct answer, Batman Forever. Who so, saw yeah. that coming? <laughs> yeah. Um, he must have been using the Bat computer. You know, I didn't until he said, riddle me this, and then I started to get an inkling of an answer. Oh, well, yeah, that, yeah, that's... You should have had more than an inkling when he yeah, said that, David. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Riddler is in that movie. <laughs> yeah. He, he said, hold on, I'll flip a coin. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, uh... You all got it wrong! <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy rusted metal, guys, let's see those answers. <laughs> <laughs> God, I should have said that. Fuck. Uh, should have said Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell, Batman Forever. Dr. All right, let's Chase see those Meridian. And what a pursuit you must be. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, this this uh, fucking game, like movie. What's is- the problem with Batman Forever? Mo- okay. <laughs> Movie aside, <laughs> this so, okay. I mean, Batman Forever easily in the top three of the first four Batman movies. <laughs> easily, yeah, <laughs> very easily. Yeah, no question. Hot take. Johnny was about to say, "Play that fucking hot take sound." Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always had a soft spot for Batman Forever, but I fully recognize that, uh, you know, it might not be everybody's cup of tea. Okay. I, no lie, fucking love Batman Forever. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. No, I, so Batman Forever came out in theaters. I saw it. I loved it. I had a great time. Batman Forever the game came out on the Super, and I remember my friend uh, and I rented it on Super Nintendo, took it home, and it was fucking dog shit. Like I remember, you can't even name that friend. No, his name was Carrie David in Gainesville, Florida. (laughs) His name was Joey Jojo Junior (laughs) Shadow. His name was Robert Paulson. That's that's the worst name I've ever heard. Name was (laughs) Edward Joey Jojo Enigma. (laughs) His name was Guy Incognito. Oh, uh, he was my He's exact right. double. <laughs> uh, we didn't play the game though, because turns out we saw a dog with a puffy tail. <laughs> yeah, no, this game sucked ass, man. Like, <laughs> so like, sucked so, so bad. God, like, so was this like Batman Forever, where you? Ha- okay, is this right, the Batman quick. game where you have like the grappling hook and you have to like try to scale through the ceiling to oh, the David. next level? Or- oh, David! Yes, yes! And it okay. never works! And it, sometimes it works, but you don't know when it's gonna work. If it does work, like, you might miss the jump, and then you have to do it again! And then you have to be in this, this just right spot. If you're just a little off, you just back up and you the thing goes straight up and nothing happens and you just look like an idiot. What? Like, you have to press B and C and I think you have to hold up. 
And okay, here's another thing. In this fucking game, there's no jump button. You press up to jump, which is annoying as piss in a fucking platformer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the I feel like what they wanted to do was because they have the sort of like Mortal Kombat looking characters, like in terms of the digitized, you know, actors thing. So they brought Val Kilmer in for a bunch of mocap in a Batman suit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm convinced they took the Mortal Kombat engine where it makes sense to press up to jump in a fighting game. <laughs> so like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because to, to this... throw your battering, you have to do like quarter circle punch to throw your battering. <laughs> Is this Mortal Kombat mythology's Batman Forever? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so this is basically like the Injustice prequel. Injustice Zero. Oh, and you know how in a lot of games... <laughs> Injustice Year Zero. <laughs> starring Batman, David. Like, anytime you need to go down a level, like, you know, in most games, like 80% of games, you just press hold down and then press jump. Well, since you can't press, you know, up and down at the same time, you have to jump... And then I'm pretty sure you have to, like, press down and one of the other buttons at just the right moment to go down to the next level. And if you don't, you just stay on the same level and look like an idiot. And, like, this game is so, so poorly executed. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. You push up to jump because you're moving upwards. To, like, drop down to the next level, you push, like, down and throw Batarang. Yeah. Obviously, that means, like, fall. It's... It's very bad. Like... It is one of the worst games I've played. I played it again, and I got past the first level, and then... It's just... It's just stupid. It's... It's... Dude, props to you. I don't know that anyone else could get past the first level. Oh, it it was infuriating. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh, I didn't get past the first level. Now, what's funny, though, there's a PlayStation game. It's Batman Forever, the arcade game. Now, oh, that dope. that game is actually kind of fun. And it's just, just ridiculous beat-em-up action that just is non-stop and over the yeah, top. Yeah, that's that, what this should be. Why that, is that not this? Yeah, no, this is not the that. This is just the fucking worst. And there's no it seal. Does, it does seem weird that, like, Batman Returns came out on the Super Nintendo, and it was an awesome beat-em-up game. And then Batman Forever came out on the Super Nintendo, and it was, like, a very obtuse platforming game. They were trying things. You know, it was late SNES. They had to really grab you. They were trying to work as many commands into that limited button combo as possible. Hmm. Limited button combo? The Super Nintendo had... What? Several. Buttons? Yeah, but this is a Sega Genesis game. Right, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. also had six buttons sometimes. Eventually, eventually. (laughs) This this did support the six button, but I was playing three button, and... uh, so wait, did oh, six wait, button add it, a jump button? No, 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 no. No, it of just, course not. <laughs> it just adds. It supported uh, six buttons, but none of the buttons fucking did anything. Yeah, they just were more kicks. Like the top <laughs> buttons were kicks, the bottom buttons were punches. God, so, I, uh, man, yeah. this does sound like it was actually like a fighting game engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, okay, there's a training mode where you can. Uh, it's just basically a one-on-one fighting mode, and. <laughs> Like it's, Double Dragon Mode B? Kind of. But, like, you can play as, like, some of, like, the stupid enemies, like, like, Zap Man or Cannibal or or whatever the hell. Boom! Yeah. Can this... you play as Two-Face or the Riddler? 
You know, I didn't get into that stuff. I just you play as two faces, fucking two hot girlfriends. <laughs> sugar, uh, and spice. sugar and spice. Yeah. yeah, Drew Barrymore and um, the black chick that I can't think of. Oh, wow, <laughs> she wasn't black. I th don't think. Okay, never mind then. Pardon me. Don't look it up. <laughs> We're all looking it up. We're all looking it up. This is a great podcast, guys. I know her name. Uh, Debbie Mazar. That's it. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was Vivica Fox for a second there, but no. Oh, God. Yeah. God, Two-Face, man. He could, you know, good for him. Yeah. Oh, Drew Barrymore Drew and Barrymore. Debbie Mazar. Like, Drew like... Barrymore is pretty famous at this point, wasn't she? Like... Yeah, <laughs> and she was fucking Tommy Lee Jones in a movie. You know, Jeez. you know what they say about two faces, two, two dicks. dicks? <laughs> okay. No, that's why they call him Two Face. <laughs> yeah, yes, Two Face. Oh God, two can you imagine Two Dick, the Batman villain? <laughs> oh God, that does seem super weird to me, though. That there's like a one-on-one -on -one fighting game in this mo in this game, but. You play as like the henchman. Yeah. Like you don't get to play as the Riddler or Two Face. Like, maybe maybe they're what? unlockable or something. I don't. This this is bad. This game oh. is bad. God, it's so bad. Hmm. So bad. Okay. Um. I, I hate this game. I oh. Don't okay. Wanna, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt this segment or like derail it or anything, but I was looking up Debbie Mazar, who played Spice in Batman Forever, and apparently oy, oy, oy. for s six years she was married to Paul Rubens. Oh, hell okay. yeah! Un Unboiling. <laughs> good for him. I know you are, but what am I? Oh, oh. <laughs> That's, uh... I'm having sex with the lady! <laughs> good for... Someone, I don't know, man. That's, uh... He's fucking uh, Pee-wee. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, so good for him. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, yeah, Batman Forever. Yeah, it sucks. I hate it. Good movie, <laughs> shitty game. So what I'm version were you listening to? G to Genesis, you couldn't tell. Genesis version, hey, quite who, clearly. Who composed this? this oh, you awful. ready? You ready for this? Oh, man, it gets weirder. It's Tim and Jeff Fallen! What? What? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Did they just record, like, some kind of weird fucking jam band session and transcribe it to a video game? Because that, that's what that sounded like. I've been in bands, and that sounds like when rehearsal gets off the rails because you spoke too much pot and didn't actually rehearse. Like, that's what that sounds like. I feel like they're like, hey, we need a soundtrack. <laughs> And they just, like, handed him one that they already recorded just for funsies. I mean, that's what Tim and Jeff Fallon do. They don't check the notes on what they're recording for. They just give you some fucking tracks. Like, that's, like, Johnny, that's their fucking thing. Johnny, I sincerely doubt that you have ever been to any event where you have smoked too much pot. No, but the rest of the band does, and I just go with it and try to, you know, blend it. Right, Johnny was the <laughs> okay. guy. He was, he was the one trying to get them back on track, you know. <laughs> He's the Come guys on, we guys. really need to practice guy. <laughs> we gotta do We Are The Boys again. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, this... Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I hate to declare a fallen botch, but, like, man, that didn't even scratch, like, my fallen itch. That just fucking... That soundtrack was dragging, man. That yeah. just... Uh, I, those were the better oof. songs. 
I like Those, the fact, okay, yeah, those were the highlights. <laughs> I like the fact, too, that when you were like, oh yeah, this is Batman Forever, it's like, wait, is this the game with the grapple hook? This game sucks. Yeah. yeah. No, if, you, if you ask if a game has a grappling hook, it should inspire you to say, yes, this game is great, not, yeah. oh, this game sucks. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's bad news. Poorly implemented grappling hook. Ugh. How absurd. Also, David, I hate that you picked this theme because I couldn't pick Monster Hunter. Because that game is great. <laughs> and has a good yeah, well, grappling hook. Jesse likes to play the game that he streamed this week, David, and you prevented him because you made it the game that he Instead, has I had, to be a game that he hates. <laughs> I had to play fucking Batman this week. Yeah. Maybe Look what whoever, you've done, David. Maybe whoever wins this game should pick the theme of games we love. Clog Jesse's toilet with waste, David. What? That's what I strive to do every week, John. Oh, jeez, man. That's fucking Anyway, uh, you know, fucking amen. I just, should, I fly down We should down watch Batman Forever Illy. soon, guys. We already watched Batman and Robin. We should watch Batman Forever. It's it's a pretty fun fucking It's movie. way better than good. the game. Yeah. Hey, I fly down from Illinois to Florida just to shit in Jesse's toilet and clog it up. Mm-hmm. You don't even say April. Hi. April Fool's movie night idea. Johnny streams himself playing Batman Forever the game, and we just watch it as though it's the movie. Oh, no. But no, no, no. We're actually going to watch a movie tomorrow night. I remember Chris O'Donnell being much more attractive. He looks very pixelated in this. I thought he was dead. Does anybody else remember that? Like, does, it, does anyone remember that there was a rumor that he killed himself after that movie? Holy crap, no, I don't remember that. Well, he was no. in the fourth one. Oh, he was. I forget it. Yeah. yeah, he was early internet death hoax victim. Chris O'Donnell. Good night, sweet prince. Game four.
Um, so modifying the game's files on the PC version of this game revealed that originally children were able to be killed in this game with the player receiving a hefty penalty for it. How is everybody feeling? I'm feeling pretty great. Not Real good. Lie. Real good. Good. Very good. Jesse still writing. Oh, Johnny showing answers. Johnny says Metal Gear Solid Five. Jesse says Bioshock. David says Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I want to kill children <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts. Holy shit! <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Guys, you know it's really funny. Johnny is correct. This is Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. <laughs> Again? Wow. Damn, I, I knew you weren't fond of it, but I didn't, you hated it. Jeez. I mean, that's the thing, guys. 
I feel oh, like John I... doesn't hate it. Hit the game over sound. Oh! Right, exactly. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> Fair enough. Game, game five. five. <laughs> oh shit! Never saw that coming, did you guys? Phantom game. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> you know, I love this game. Oh, I got the theme all wrong. <laughs> Nah, man. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, I've kind of moved past like full blown hating things. There was a lot in this game that I hated, but like ultimately, my like feelings towards it were pretty kind of mixed. Which for me in the Metal Gear series means like I hated it. Like it, you know, it's it's easily my least favorite Metal Gear Solid game. Agreed. Like, yeah, it uh. It's got some things that I think are cool. I don't know. It's, I, it, it's tough. It's, it was fun to play. The gameplay is tight. Like you're, I, I love the action of it. I love the world of it. I don't love the setting. The settings both suck ass. You, you know, playing in uh, bland ass Afghanistan or bland ass Africa. But I do like that it's just kind of a big open world and. You, you know, you uh, take missions and travel across the you know, map that you're on and approach it differently. You can maybe, you know, come in a certain way or whatever. Like, you know, it, it's it takes the, the Metal Gear Solid gameplay and puts it in a slightly open world where you, you have multiple angles to approach things as opposed to the previous games where it's like you're playing a fucking movie. And, you know, there's cool things about that. I like Um... I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of some other things I like before I get to the things I don't like. Uh, let's see. Uh, I like the partner characters, uh, Dee Dee, the uh, Diamond Dog. He's dope. You get a dog that you rescue in this game, Johnny. You'll love this, Johnny. You should probably play this game just for Dee Dee. Mm. Uh, you find a an abandoned pup, and you raise him, and you turn him into your you know like close personal friend dog that goes with you on missions. And you can uh, upgrade the dog throughout the course of the game with like whoa, body whoa, armor. Whoa, 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 whoa! What is it? Oh, okay, with body armor. Okay, for a second I thought you meant you would turn in the dog and get like a new dog. It's like no, oh, no, no, that's no. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you upgrade the dog from Chihuahua to Shih Tzu to Corgi to. Mm-hmm. It's like Pokemon. You evolve I mean, that dog. Yeah, as long as you're like moonstoning him, that's fine, you know. But if you're turning him back into the shelter, getting a new one, oh god, no. Yeah, now I'm done with this one. Yeah, I got the a different mission. Im- <laughs> the most important question: You can upgrade the dog, but can you pet the dog? Mm. Of course. Okay, good. 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 And there's numerous scenes where it's just like you're back on Mother Base, and Snake is like interacting with the dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, the dog is there, yeah, and you, you bond with that fucking dog. That's good. good. Uh, but yeah, you can upgrade the dog's body armor, and also you can upgrade it with commands. You can literally, like, teach the dog to kill people with a knife. Uh, it's so it's it just so like, fun <laughs> to do does that. Does it just, like, run at people with the knife in its mouth and yeah. just kind of stab yes. at them? Yeah, it's great. Yes. That's it, fucking dope. That is a good thing. Uh, so, okay, gameplay feature I like in this game. You can mark things. You're looking through your binoculars, and when you see something, you can mark it. And so you see a soldier patrolling, you mark him. Uh, kind of like in Breath of the Wild, how you drop a waypoint. 
and then you can give the partner character either Didi the dog or Quiet the sniper a command, and it's like you know attack. And if it's Quiet, she just blows that guy's head off. If it's Didi, it fucking puts a knife in his mouth and charges at the guy <laughs> and pounces on it, cuts his neck, and you know that's it. Didi just does your fucking dirty work for you. I love that dog. <laughs> it's it's just like Breath of the Wild, but instead of I want to look at that later, it's fucking end their life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's pretty I, fucking good. I think you can equip him with like a taser and he'll just shock people unconscious. Yeah. He can stun them and then you can extract them and make them part of your army. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. I never did that. I had him. He was the assassin. If I wanted somebody for the military, uh, you know, military sans frontiers, I fucking tranquilized them myself and extracted them. If I if I sent Didi after your ass, you were dead. <laughs> They'll come at you with the dogs or the tasers or the dogs with tasers in their mouths. When they bark, they shoot tasers at you. It's just like that. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Um, but yeah, uh, so Didi was cool. Quiet was cool. Uh but, you know, there was something about this game that just didn't click with me, man. And, you know, I think it has to do with it being called Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, if they had, uh... If they had not called this Metal Gear Solid Five and made it very clear that this was, like, a Peace Walker sequel, I don't think I would have nearly as many problems with this game. So here's the thing. Metal Gear Solid, you had one, two, three, and 4 series came to a pretty great close they did a lot of wrapping things up i got a tattoo everything was fantastic <laughs> and then they decide that there's going to be a fifth metal gear solid game and then it's it's like a flashback game to where you're doing you know missions in the 80s in afghanistan and africa and it's like okay well fuck me i gotta play that because it's the fifth game in the series and it's like no actually it's a sequel to, like, Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops and Peace Walker, and all it's really doing is doing a bunch of wild-ass retcons to the story. <laughs> like, man, do they do some things. Um, well, this is the one that has Kiefer Sutherland as Solid Snake, right? That is another thing that I was eventually going to get to. Yes, they finally got rid of David Hayter. Fuck David Hayter. You know, no, I'm kidding. I love David no. Hayter in the snake voice. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, yes, fuck David Hayter, but not in the, like, dismissive sense. In what sense <laughs> do you want to fuck David Hayter? Uh, in the literal physical sense. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. David cool. Hayter yeah. is an attractive man. You want to sure, top let's him. go with it. Yeah, he wrote X-Men 2, fellas. He's great. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so they, they, they ditched David Hayter and replaced him for some reason with Kiefer Sutherland, and you think, okay, well, they're going to keep up the tradition of great Metal Gear Solid cutscenes and, you know, fantastic story. They're not! In fact, this is going to be the least that Snake has talked in the history of the series. Like, you know, all those fun codec calls you used to love doing? Nope. This time, you're just going to listen to cassette recordings of the other characters talking. <laughs> so, you know, you're getting a lot of Ocelot and a lot of fucking Kaz, you ain't getting a lot of Kiefer. So, you know, they, they hired Kiefer Sutherland for some reason. I'm honestly not sure why. Um, 
and yeah, I think that's really what it boils down to. Like, I like Metal Gear Solid as a series for the wacky, fucking playable movie, crazy-ass story. I don't like it so much as a mission-based game where you're just kind of going through missions to collect points to upgrade your gear and yada, yada, yada. And then having famous actors playing your main character but not speaking. And, like, all your... Like, I don't know. The, the, like, the only story that comes ultimately convolutes the story of the rest of the series. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's frustrating, man. It, it, it was really frustrating. Because, yeah, like, fun to play. But it overstayed its welcome and didn't really satisfy me on the level that a Metal Gear game does. It's, uh... It's tough, man. Yeah. And it's tough for me to say I hate something. And if I wanted to just go, like, outright hate, I would have gone with Metal Gear Survive. But I fucking didn't play that, so I wanted to talk about one that I had played. And it's like, yeah, this is probably the closest I can come to saying that I hate something from something that I previously loved, again, enough to get some part of it tattooed on my body. I love the Metal Gear games. <laughs> so for this to come out and be a disappointment, it's like... Didn't that crap? Didn't that happen after you tattooed Kingdom Hearts on your body? I mean that too, but I tattooed Kingdom Hearts a long time ago. I tattooed Kingdom Hearts before fucking even Kingdom Hearts two, so I, I you know, I was way out in front of that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to I didn't be know fair, how wacky that shit was gonna get. <laughs> to be fair, it was like Kingdom Hearts one tattoo, Kingdom Hearts two, nine other games, Kingdom Hearts three, and but yes, you know. As soon as Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, I was like, kind of jumped the gun on that Kingdom Hearts tattoo. <laughs> Oops. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 5, there's stuff to like. The Again, the action, you know, the gunplay, uh, stuff like that. CQC? Uh, yeah, I love CQC. You know, but then just a lot of it, like, the story is just fucking utterly bizarre i mean uh, uh yeah, like there's parts of the story i like so the story basically uh that's the other thing they split this game into two games there was ground zeros and then there was phantom pain and you know so ground zeros was just this fucking like prologue chapter where everything goes awry and it's like a direct follow to peace walker i think also one of the big problems with this game is that i didn't play peace walker <laughs> like <laughs> that that might have helped fill in some things but i, I pretty much had it Okay, prologue starts, you're rescuing the girl from Peace Walker, cool. You rescue her, everything's fine, you're flying away from this crazy rescue with Paz, the girl from Peace Walker. Turns out, she's got a bomb implanted inside her body. You know, classic uh, Dark Knight shit. And then, so you're, you're, you're Snake, and the medic is extracting the bomb, you get rid of the bomb, everybody's happy. Right? Wrong. Paz wakes up from the fucking medical procedure and says, they implanted two bombs in my body. <laughs> and uh, guess what happens? She blows up. I'm saying double and, here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm saying double here. Four Paz Four bombs. bombs. <laughs> and so, yeah, Paz explodes, blows a bunch of shrapnel into Big Boss, and then you wake up from a coma all these years later, and the game of Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain resumes. And it's, uh, 
It's a big crazy ass mess. Like you know, that's the thing. I don't. I, you know, it's been fuck. What is it? You know, it's 2021. That game came out in 2015. It's been long enough now. Like, yeah. can I can I spoil a few things I find very odd about this game? Yeah, do it. Please do. So you're escaping this hospital and you're playing as your character Venom Snake, and he's being accompanied by some guy who's heavily bandaged, who has Kiefer Sutherland's voice, which you know always struck me as a little bit odd. Like why I thought I was playing as Kiefer Sutherland. Why is Kiefer Sutherland talking to me here in the hospital? You know that's kind of kind of odd. And then as you're escaping the hospital, shit starts burning down. And also, some weirdo in a gas mask starts floating around. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. They're not going to try and add Psycho Mantis into this fucking game, are they? Like, And then, you know, sure enough, later in the game, yeah, it, they tried to just shoehorn Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid 1 into the game. Not a fan of that. Just let this shit stand on its own. But besides that, there's also this guy that's on fire. Like, literally, he's called the man on fire. He's a big, angry man who can shoot fire, and he's made of fire. And it's like, well, that's fucking wild and terrifying. Any guesses as to who that man is? Is that the Fury? It's too much sense, Jesse. Oh. Way too much sense. Is it John Cena? I was going to say the Fury. Nope, but it's for Metal Gear Solid 3. It's Vulgan. Wait, no, that's the lightning guy. Yeah, now he's the fire guy. No, but you already had a fire guy from that game. I know! <laughs> That's what's so infuriating. We killed Volgan, but no, apparently he was in a coma this whole time, and then he was brought back to life by a young psycho mantis, and now he's made of fire. And like, So that, that would be like <laughs> if Marvel Comics said, like, oh, yeah, we have a new human torch. It's Thor. Like, right. wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Like, Thor's been in a coma for 15 years in canon, and he woke up on fire. Like, no. Why? <laughs> like, I'd watch that movie. That'd be a wild-ass movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, you know, and, and I love Vulcan. I love Metal Gear Solid 3, you know, fucking full stop. It's very odd, and, like, at the time when I played it, I'm like, well, that's kind of fun and wild, and then the more I think about it, I'm like, no, that's dumb! Don't bring Vulcan back as a fireman! Like, <laughs> come on! And he, he but it, and the other thing, he doesn't talk, he's not Vulcan, he's a fucking body made of fire, and he just shoots fire, and it's like, yeah, actually, that turns out that's Vulcan. It's like, it is? Why? Why? Yeah, how did you, you know? know? Could've, could've just been a corpse made of fire! Didn't have to be Vulcan's corpse, could've been the Fury! But... I don't know, man. And then, like, the things that I do like about the game, the moments that stick with you, uh, the whole story is about the, you know, you're starting, you know, the Diamond Dogs, the military Sans Frontiers, and they're dealing with a virus outbreak, which now that I realize, you know, talking about that in 2021 hmm. feels a little bit different than talking about in 2015, they're quarantining people for a virus outbreak, your military starts getting depleted by a virus, uh, some silly... Kojima virus, where it's a virus that latches onto your vocal cords and kills you if you speak a certain language. Uh, it's Kojima. And, uh, like, there's a really, like, harrowing mission later in the game where, uh, the virus makes a return, and everybody's going mad trying to escape because they don't want to deal with, you know, being quarantined again, and you, as Big Boss, basically have to kill everybody that has the virus, 
really doesn't play great in 2021, but it's like, it's pretty harrowing goddamn mission in the game. You know, really cool moment. And then, you know, the ultimate thing that's kind of cool is the crazy-ass reveal that you're playing as Venom Snake, and like I said, you escaped in the early part of the game next to another guy in the hospital who has the voice of Kiefer Sutherland. You've been playing a body double of Big Boss the entire time. You're just some... You're the medic that got blown up in the helicopter, implanted with Big Boss's thoughts and memories, and you have been running the Diamond Dogs and all this wild shit. Big Boss has been out there doing his own thing. It retcons the entire series to the point that in the original Metal Gear for the NES, you actually killed Venom Snake, not Big Boss. Like... They do some wild shit in this game, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, but really, oh, God, you just convoluted everything. Like, everything ended perfectly with Metal Gear Solid 4. It was a big fucking wild, crazy mess, but, like, it didn't need this. Like, just apply this awesome gameplay formula to a new game. That's what they should have done. Like, leave the story out of this, because this story is wild and crazy, too much, there's kid soldiers that, you know, thank goodness in the final game you couldn't kill. <laughs> you know. You never go full Kojima. Exactly. And then yeah. that's the thing. They didn't go full Kojima because they fired his ass and you never even got the real ending to the game. <laughs> like, I mean, the fact that you're saying, like, oh, this game gets so weird and convoluted in its ending after Metal Gear Solid 4, like... By Metal Gear Solid 4, everything was incredibly convoluted and confusing. But and then just all... to, like, go beyond that point. Right, like, that's wait, the thing. What? It's like, no, that's the thing. Metal Gear Solid, everything's crazy and wacky and convoluted, but everything kind of wrapped up in something resembling a neat package from Metal Gear Solid 4. And so then to go back and add further wrinkles to it, when Kojima has, you know, been, like, Fired by Konami and will definitely never get to make any more like interstitial little sequels. It's like, no, 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 this shouldn't have gotten released. This is a bad idea. This is just fucking everything up on his way out. Like, this is, oh, no, that, you know. I, mm -hmm. I would like them to release the Kojima cut of this game. I mean, we've been calling for it for years. <laughs> it came up like two chapters short. They were so close to making something that fit in the whole narrative and he just couldn't finish it. Like, <laughs> And then he went off and made Death Stranding. Who knows what the fuck's going on with that guy now? So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know that I fully hate this game, but, like, there's too much in it that is a fucking big, fucking crazy Kojima mess and a big Konami interference mess to justify, like, enjoying the game. I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a tough... It's a, a super mixed bag. It's kind of like David's game. Like, you know, they made all this injustice shit in a way that would be appealing to David, but added a bunch of shit that made it unappealing. This, it's like, no, no, no. I kind of wish it was just the traditional Metal Gear shit. You went too far and fucked with all the old Metal Gear shit in the process. Like, no, this shouldn't have happened. This was a bad call, guys. <laughs> so, anyway. That's, uh... That's my thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain. Uh, I, I still can't bring myself to say I hate it, but man, I I, I don't love it. <laughs> like, it's, you know, I mean, game over Johnson, me if you have to, but I, I, I don't know say, that I can fully hate this. 
John said he doesn't hate his game on Hate That Tune. Where's the game over sound? Game over! Joke's on you. That was actually a body double of the game over sound. The game over sound has not actually been deployed against me. Um... Jokes oh. on you, we played the game over sound on you. It just happened to be played against a body double of John Harrington, so Joke you're oh still safe. No. Jokes on you, this is a body double of a game that tune called Hate That Tune. <gasps> Nothing that happens here is real. It's fine. And Kiefer Sutherland so is going to do my voice for the rest of the show. Right, so for the rest of the series of this podcast, I will have to be voiced by Kiefer Sutherland, and I will be referred to as Punish John Harrington. No, for the rest of the show, you're a pachinko machine. <laughs> Game 5. <laughs> Thank you.
So this is our request for the evening. Uh, trivia for this game. Uh, one of the areas in this game, Blue Ridge Zone, features a name based off a real-world location, which is the Blue Ridge Mountains from the Appalachian Mountain Trail. Alright, gentlemen, uh, as you're all getting your answers ready, I want to give a special thanks to Unsaddled Zebra in our Discord channel for placing the request for this. <laughs> so, John Harrington says Sonic for some other shit handheld, handheld PSP, maybe. Um, we're gonna have to check with our judges. Uh, John Regan and Jesse Moore both say Sonic Chronicles Dark Brotherhood. Uh, that is the correct answer. Judges! We're gonna have to... Damn, judges gonna... acting quick. <laughs> we're gonna have to give a pass on John Harrington's answer. Uh, this is Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood.
I just remember, didn't you have a special sound for earlier, John? Did we all get it wrong? No, no. we haven't had it. Everybody gets it wrong okay. thing. That's but great. I'll play it just because, oh. like, we're at the end no. now. Nobody got it all wrong. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I had a sound for just in case everybody got it wrong because I figured everybody would get it wrong for my game. It was, uh, it was the Metal Gear Solid 5 game over sound, guys. <laughs> cool. Thanks for bringing that back up, Jesse. I was, I was like, wait, I remember something cool was going to happen. <laughs> Not every special sound happens on the show, Jesse. Well, it did. So, yes, it does. I mean, that, that does factor yeah. very importantly to Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood because the Metal Gear Solid 5 game over relates very clearly to the Nintendo DS Sonic RPG. Made by Bioware. Wait, what? Yes, yeah, so this is the um, Sonic RPG released for the Nintendo DS. Made by Bioware. No, no, no. <laughs> How does it involve Metal Gear Solid 5? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. That's the joke. I mean, it what? does kind. It does this kind of really. What? What? Why is Matthew Greg? <laughs> what are you doing? Sean? What the fuck is that? I mean, it does slightly relate, just because in the Nintendo DS Sonic the Hedgehog RPG. Kiefer Sutherland voices Knuckles the Echidna. So, uh, okay, yeah, I was gonna say, okay, so let's let's just do a little swip swap. Let's do a Dreamcast cast Metal Gear Solid Five with Sonic characters. Who's your snake? Sonic okay, so Quiet is clearly Rouge the Bat. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And see, that's the joke. So, you know, <laughs> so Metal Gear Solid Five cast with Sonic characters. You would think Sonic is Snake. No, it's Shadow as Snake. Because he's actually Big Boss, and he's a body double. That's uh, that's that's the rub right there. But you know, the real question is, who's Ocelot and who is Kaz from Metal Gear Solid Five? If they're Sonic characters. Um, based upon my extensive knowledge of the Sonic the Hedgehog lore and the Metal Gear Solid lore, Ocelot is Cream the Rabbit. And I'm going to guess that uh, Kaz is a chow. <laughs> I mean, I like the choices, but honestly, Knuckles as Ocelot makes sense because it's like a rival slash, like, you know, it's like a heel face turn. And, I mean, Tails as Kaz just makes sense. Like, mostly because I want to see Tails wearing the, the aviator shades and the beret and getting one of his arms blown off. Oh, man, that'd be kind of cool. Um, be kind of dope, man. Like a, oh. a really gritty Sonic make. There was that uh, the ABC Sonic where they had the one uh, animal that had like a robot arm, so her arm didn't get blown off. That would be um, Bunny Rabot, who is partially roboticized. Whoa. Aren't we all? I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah. not making this up. And it's interesting that you bring up um, Sonic Sat AM because the SWAT bots the uh, robotic soldiers of Eggman's army actually make a p an appearance in Sonic Chronicles. So, 
this the person who picked this zebra he uh did, did, <laughs> zebra did he say why he hates this game so you know um he did not give specifics but I will say it's not hard to find a reason to hate this game because this game's not all that good um you would think that a sonic RPG makes a lot of sense because like there have been Mario RPGs, so taking a platform mascot and putting them into an RPG setting, like, yeah, sure, you could do that. But Sonic kind of screwed the pooch. Like, the story is very basic and fundamental, and you don't necessarily need a complex story in an RPG if the battle system is fun and engaging. And this, this game, it's not... Uh, it's on the DS, so everything is controlled by the touchscreen, which isn't inherently bad. Uh, like, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. I love that game, and it's based almost entirely on the touchscreen. You can make it work, but this game, it it doesn't quite do that. Because um, it's a, it's a turn-based RPG, so all of the menu items you select by the touchscreen, which kind of makes sense. But, like, your basic standard attack doesn't do shit damage, and it has a very, very poor accuracy. Ugh. Like, I was watching a playthrough, and some guy was just selecting, like, standard attack through every turn, and at least 50% of the time, it just missed. So, your, your main source of damage is in your special attacks, which are called POW attacks. And whenever you select that, you're given, like, a rhythm minigame, where sometimes you have to, like, tap in a circle eight times before, like, a timer stops counting down, or a circle appears and starts moving, and you have to, like, guide it around a curve. So... They were kind of going with that, like, use the touchscreen to control your battles, but it just basically boiled down to very boring rhythm game in order to do any kind of attack. Um, it's not excellent. Yeah, it it really didn't play well. Um, and as I said, the, the story was very, very bare bones. Um, because there's a there's a group, um, the Dark Brotherhood, who kind of like invades Sonic's world and tries to take it over. So Sonic has to team up with all of his friends and eventually uh, Robotnik in order to like beat them back. Like it's it's very very one note. Like it's a very dull story and. Like I said, uh, an RPG with a dull story is fine if the battle system is a lot of fun. But if the battle system isn't a lot of fun, you better have a good story to make up for it. And this game, like, doesn't have either. Not great. I kind of figured that somebody would have something to add to this. Kind of thought Johnny would be. <laughs> I kind of thought Johnny would be jumping in by now. <laughs> like, oh, Johnny, well. they made a Sonic RPG on DS. Yeah, that's all my favorite things. You know what I mean? Like, I love RPGs. <laughs> I love the how the Sonic games famously have a lot of backstory to go through. I love the Nintendo DS. I love 
anything that Ken Panders is involved with, with all those weird lawsuits against Sega after this game came out. Well, yeah, that was the thing, like, Ken Panders, which, to be fair, that is an entire can of worms right there. <laughs> like, he he had uh, a whole story with Sonic all about, like, an invading alien army, and he was like, oh, this game is too similar, I'm gonna sue them. And there was a massive litigation about this, but anytime you bring up Ken Panders, because... He he started a whole thing about um, so he started writing I believe the Sonic comics where he was talking about the echidnas and one of the echidnas was fifteen but because she was an echidna actually she was ageless so it was okay to talk about her as like an adult character and. Yeah, it became a very uncomfortable thing where he was saying, like, these teenage characters can absolutely have mates and have sex, and it got very awkward it, and dark. It, yeah, I, my understanding is Ken Panders to Sonic Chronicles is like Brad Buxer to Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Like, Sega just refuses to touch it now, you know, because, you know, like, they won't make any sequels or follow-ups to this game, so, like, fuck, like, I don't want to deal with this Ken dude anymore. Just like they won't really Sonic 3, because they're like, I don't want to deal with Brad. <laughs> like, well, that's that the guy. thing, too, because, Very specific like, reference, John. <laughs> he was, like, writing about it, and, like, writing Sonic the Hedgehog, and trying to get this, like weird quasi-sexual thing about the echidnas and then Sonic Team cut ties with him so he started making his own like creator own project that was a very thinly veiled version of the echidna tribe like <laughs> it was obvious what he was doing yeah. and yeah it's Sonic Chronicles is just kind of a mess Ooh. sounds like, like you would th you would think uh, a platforming mascot with a history like Sonic the Hedgehog getting into an RPG made by a company like Bioware is a surefire thing, but similar to Injustice, they kind of said, like, what's the worst possible version that we could make? And then they did it. I mean, not to be you know rude towards the, the handhelds or the DS, but that seems like that was bound to happen on the DS. I don't know. Like, it, it, it doesn't seem like you should employ a company like Bioware to make a Sonic RPG and then put it on the fucking DS. Like, what are they? I, I don't understand the the rationale behind it. Like, you know, you, you got to give those kind of resources to your Wii team and not just squander all that fucking. I, I don't know, man. It. it... They, they, you know, I, feel I like can't they, rationalize this shit at all. I feel like they took a gamble because, like, I feel like I, I'm comparing this to Super Mario RPG, and I feel like when Mario RPG came Big out, mistake. <laughs> I feel like it was a gamble to hand Mario over to another company, right? Period. It doesn't matter how good that company is. To hand Mario over to another company, and be like, yeah, man, we're gonna call this Mario RPG, we're gonna put it out, ball ball, and it came out great, and that gamble paid off. And I feel like that Sega was like, okay, Bioware, they make good games, you know. And we'll see if they can do a Sonic RPG, and, and that gamble did not pay out. Yeah, That's, I was going to say, for one, you know, it came out 12 years after Super Mario RPG, so Sonic Team had already had enough time to maybe make that gamble. 
<laughs> and make it worthwhile. And maybe they should have just done it with, I don't know, Squaresoft. <laughs> if you want a Sonic RPG, don't wait until the DS generation. Just do it. Just, I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> and like I said, like, there is a breeding ground for an interesting game. They just made all of the worst possible decisions they could have. Like, hey, we're gonna make a, like, unique battle system by turning it into a rhythm game. Like, what? I mean, if you just dial that back by, like, one step, you've got Paper Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> instead of a rhythm game, just tap at the right time to do bonus damage. Good idea. I got really <laughs> like, worried you're about to say that there's a breeding game in this game. Like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, oh, to yeah, be fair, get, considering Ken, secret breeding grounds, <laughs> considering Ken Pander is like, yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. No, no. Um, but yeah, it's this is a weird fucking game. Like, as a footnote in the Sonic history, which, to be fair, has a lot of weird games. There's there are many footnotes. <laughs> this is this is an odd fucking yeah. game, and it. If, I mean, as a non-Sonic fan, I look at this game like, what the fuck were they thinking? So if you were a Sonic fan, I could understand how this game would just infuriate you. Johnny, how does this game infuriate you? Calculating computer activated. Do you hear that, like, balloons, the aerobics out? Like... Oops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. Oh my How? god. Guys, it, this got... is no bullshit. Johnny's got a perfect score tonight. <laughs> yeah, I hit it out of the park tonight. I got every game right. Alright, show's over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we talk about what we hate, Johnny's gonna win. I did like, this thing. It's a Johnny winning. victory is what we hate. It kind of adds up, you know, when you really get get right down to it. Like, you know, Johnny gets all four games right on an episode about things that we all hate. It, uh, it makes sense. I'm still not sure it makes sense, but whatever, we'll go with it. <laughs> Good job, Johnny. Way to go, man. So, uh, I'm thinking you gotta have a fantastic theme in mind for next week's episode, right? Yeah, you know, I wanna tap in really quick. I got this feeling, man. That this the summer, you know, it's about to be a white boy summer. No, you know what I mean. I don't how you want. No, no. I'm not talking like I'm not talking like Trump, no. you know, NASCAR white. I'm talking no. about you know, you know, you know, you know, me, John H, Jesse, you know, white boy summer. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Games featuring so, white boys. Let me know if you can vibe with that, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, get ready if you, if you can, because you know I am. Holy shit, man! <laughs> What? <laughs> so did you choose a theme, or did you just say, like, can we vibe with this? I mean, this is, what? <laughs> What's the theme, John? Is the theme White Boy Summer? <laughs> the theme is... No, the theme is games you can vibe to. Alright. Yeah, games you can vibe with. Games you can vibe to. What is... Oh, explain to me vibe. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Basically, like, a game that you it's like relaxing like it's not necessarily relaxing but it's a game that you just like 
it's more about the feel of the game, more so than necessarily the plot or the story. But just like you like the aesthetic, you like the vibe the game brings. Can I, what about? I mean, can I just go ahead and ask? What about music as a vibe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, music as a vibe is. is All right. Yeah. Good. 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 Too. All right. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, games you can vibe to. Gotta, you know, gotta be talking vibes. Fucking, you know, way to get there, John. White boy summer. (laughs) (laughs) I never saw it coming from you, Johnny Hayes. (laughs) Unbelievable. Already, I know what I'm gonna pick. Good. I'm glad. So David's prepared for white boy summer. Um... Uh, no, I'm a, I'm prepared to vibrate. Oh no, <laughs> Johnny never said the word vibrate, David. He said vibe, vibe, uh, David. I said games. <laughs> you know, we're not you, talking. Listen, I said games you can vibe to. Uh, so is that short for you, uh, vibrate? Like David's going to no, bring a game involved. I'm, I'm not going to clarify means. it either way. Okay, I, all I said is games you can vibe to. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like, just all right. All right. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. David's gonna stick a Joy-Con in his ass. Use that HD rumble. Kids in the sandbox. The game. <laughs> it uses the Wii Plus. That <laughs> What? Kids in the sandbox. I feel like that's a reference that I should get. I don't want to yeah, just Google is that, it. Have fun, buddy. Is that like is, is that like kids in the hall? No, you don't know what kids in the sandbox is. Is Dave, is Dave Foley in this game? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Deleting all this shit. All right, everybody act as though Johnny just did a fantastic white boy summer theme. But it wasn't. <sighs> I, oh I, uh, right, kids in the sandbox. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm not looking that up. <laughs> yeah. The, the theme is games you can vibe to. Yeah, yeah all right, man. Yeah, we're no gonna, further yeah. clarification. You, yeah, if you if you feel if you have a, a take on that, be prepared to explain that take or get game overed. You know what I mean? Like just you, if you can if you can bring Johnny, it, you stop! Can... You're digging yourself in deeper. You're you're, right. you're 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 now preparing to get game over already. Come on, John. I'm always prepared to get game over, John. You don't. <laughs> that's how I live. Always YOLO. You only or yoga. You only get game over once. <laughs> In your case, that's ostensibly untrue. You only get game over it all the time. Yo cat. <laughs> or yo goat. Yo goot. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, okay. So, uh, vibing. We're going to be vibing next week. Kind of like last week we were grinding. Next week we're vibing. Um... It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. I'm glad we finally got there. Good job, John. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a what a game. What a show. Thank you everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody watching along live with us. Uh, we're live every Wednesday. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game of the Tune. Thank you for everybody listening in podcast form. We're in uh we're in your podcast device anywhere you get your podcasts, or check out gamethatune.com. Thanks to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. We've got awesome exclusives going on there tomorrow night. As of this live recording, we're doing movie night. We're going to watch most likely Aladdin return of Jafar, unless that's some elaborate April fool's ruse. So join us, uh, for game that tune movie night, uh, keep supporting us. We do GTT gyms and we keep the lights going at the, uh, 24 seven video game music live stream over at twitch.tv slash GTT radio. We appreciate everybody supporting us. 
Special thanks to our absurd fans over there on Patreon. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, The Last Recon, Phoenix Tier 2121, and Unsaddled Zebra. What a fantastic group of awesome patrons we have over there at patreon.com slash game that tune. Join up today because uh, we like money. Um, <laughs> thank you to and literally our... no other reason. No other reason. There's no benefits to it besides giving us uh, money. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no value in our movie commentaries. David, who made the request tonight? Give them an extra shout out. Uh, the request tonight was from Unsaddled Zebra. Yes, Patreon absurd fan Unsettled Zebra made that request. Thank you very much for that. You can make your requests uh, via email, game that tune at gmail.com. You can hit us up in our Discord server. That's the best place to make them. Or you can find us on Twitter at game that tune. Hit us in those DMs. Uh, or you can find us individually on Twitter. I am there at jgangsta187. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFD Fleming. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. And you can find John Regan, this week's winner, King of White Boy Summer, uh, on Twitter at <laughs> JP Regan JR. All right, John. You got bonus tunes, and I'm mortified to realize that just now. Johnny's playing the bonus <laughs> tunes to take us home. <laughs> yep. So I, I I'm hoping you got I don't even want to think how you could be tying into your theme. What are you What are you taking us home with tonight, John? Well, we're wrapping up episode 241, and there's a great Real Big Fish song called 241. So <laughs> I I picked that, but then I thought, well, now that I'm already I shouldn't have in, picked that. Now that I'm stepping into the Real Big Fish, well, I'll just go with my favorite Real Big Fish song, "Being the Tube Top." So we're going out with "Being the Tube Top" by Real Big Fish, and we are. Muted on YouTube. Peace out, everybody.
Johnny, I got to give it up to you, man. That was arguably the only way to end an episode about things you hate. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis is copyright 2006, Sega Games Company Limited. Injustice 2 is copyright 2017, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Batman Forever is copyright 1995, Acclaim Entertainment Incorporated. Metal Gear Solid 5: The Phantom Pain is copyright 2015, Konami. Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood is copyright 2008, BioWare, and Sega Games Company Limited. Okay, is that the end of the song? Because sometimes it's hard to tell with the soundtrack. <laughs> it's back, David. Inception. Okay.